0: Welcome to Pisces season. In this episode we will explore the upcoming astrological waves including the Pisces new moon conjunct Jupiter and we'll begin to translate the potency of the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction that is aligned in April. Let's dive in. to stars, stones, and stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred sight activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow earthseedtemplearts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now, more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Oh great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way may we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark may we walk our paths of high holy truth as that is what is needed now more than ever and so it is Welcome to another episode of Stars, Stones, and Stories. I'm so grateful that you're here in honor of episode 46, and we're going to be diving into this Pisces season in a very deep way. However, first, I wish to acknowledge the war that is unfolding in the Ukraine, what is happening to our collective psyche within this war, and Uh, to the people on the ground, the ancestors that are getting activated through this conflict. I wish to begin by honoring this beautiful share that one of my mentors, Dr. Clarissa Pincola estes posted earlier today on Facebook. Dear brave souls, behold, holy mother of Ukraine. The great woman holds all under her mantle, the ill, the hurt, the tradespeople, the business people, the children, the priesthood, the poor, those who mourn, the elders, the men, the women. That it be so forever and for all. Ukraine was populated by humans all the way back to 50,000 BCE. It amazes me to think that this part of our world is beyond ancient, with descendants of the ancient peoples who are now artists, holy people, servers of humanity, protectors, theater conveners, dancers, singers, scientists, inventors, mommies and daddies, children, elders, animals and caregivers of the huge fields of living nourishment on the fertile land, both in sight as far as the eye can see, are the farms and fields, and nourishment from those fields for the body consort who walks with us daily. Prince Yaroslav the Wise consecrated Kievan Rus to the Virgin Mary in 1037. Some sources claim that he was the first ruler to dedicate a European nation to the Virgin Mother of God. The sub-tum, or beneath thy protection, is one of the oldest preserved prayer to the Virgin Mary. Traced by modern scholars to the third century, it is a beloved prayer in both the Catholic and Orthodox churches. At the outset of the COVID-19 pandemic, Pope Francis encouraged the people to pray this prayer to the Mother of God for healing. Pope Francis has also said, Mystics and the great saints of all the traditions advised in moments of spiritual turbulence to shelter beneath the mantle of the Holy Mother of God, pronouncing the invocation, Sub tum presidium. There is a strong prayer, then, short to the heart of everything decent in God, subtomb, or beneath thy protection. It does not go without notice that this is the first thing la señora de Guadalupe said to Don Diego when she appeared to him shortly after 1519 in the midst of the bloody conquest of the Americas as translated by Dr. E, Dr. Estes herself from Nahuatl, our native language before Spanish. The words of Tana Zin, our lady of Guadalupe. Have you forgotten? I am your mother. You are under my protection. I love you. Anything you need, ask me, for you are under my protection. So deeply we ask this to be so, this day and night and every day and night, for thee, for me, for us all, as each sees best, for careful care of their own soul and the souls of others within our reach. O oh, Holy Mother, hear our prayer. Amen, amen, amen. And a little woman. And she says, Dr. Estes herself, I send all my inextinguishable love from my heart to the eternal flame of love in your heart, Dr. E. And it closes with the following words. Coda, as I understand this painting of Holy Mother and her care and beauty, the painter is unknown, as often occurs when there's insurrection, invasion, occupation, destruction of sacred sites, And people may hide their holy blessed items and icons in any number of places, only to be discovered sometimes decades and a seeming eon later. Long after all have walked onward, who might have once knew who painted why and where and when, but nonetheless, the mother of God, still appears to us in many, many ways, strong and sturdy for us all. And let us honor the beauty and the potency and the prayer of Dr. Estaz herself. If you do not know her work, she has a fabulous collection of written and also books you can hear um, through her publishing company, Sounds True Media. Um, many of them are also on Audible, but if you can support Sounds True I imagine more revenues go to her, Dr. Estes, as as the artist. And uh, as a Jungian psychoanalyst, uh, when she is reading her beautiful, beautiful words, they really sink deep, deep into your psyche and offer so much beauty and so much healing. And as we're diving into this Pisces season, I know many people are feeling so very much around what is happening in the Ukraine and wondering what is it we can do? And currently in the in the stars in the sky itself, Mars in Capricorn is squaring Eris and Aries. and these are two beings of God of war and discord. And there's a lot of potential for anger and violence and war at this time. And so what we can do, because we know that we are in the midst of a marathon of great transformation and change, what we can do is give gratitude, give gratitude for that which is working, that which is fulfilling in our lives, the bounty that is before our very eyes. And we can also create more peace in our lives. War can break out anywhere in the world at any time. And it's a a long time pastime of humanity. So it seems The greatest gift we can give is to continue to create peace and harmony and elegance and beauty everywhere we go. And to do that from a place of deep authenticity of living in our truth. So as each one of us claims our sole purpose and we really align ourselves in these times, we are creating more peace and beauty and harmony in the world. We have officially entered Pisces season. The sun is in Pisces and we have a Pisces new moon coming up on March 2nd. And soon after that, both Mars and Venus will shift into Aquarius. Mercury will enter Pisces and we will find ourselves at the first quarter moon as Vesta enters Aquarius. So we're going to explore this in this episode and also begin to scratch the surface of the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, which we will experience in mid-April. However, I really feel we're already building up towards this conjunction, and it's a very important conjunction for the year of 2022. It brings in a lot of promise and possibilities and true mir- miracle solutions and connections. However, what is imperative is that we're grounded and we're anchored as we're coming into this conjunction because there can be a lot of disillusionment, there can be a lot of confusion as well that, that is the shadow energy. As we come to Pisces within the zodiacal journey, we come to the culmination point and Pisces is a water sign. It is mutable, so very much connected to the feeling, the intuitive, the sensitive realm, able to change shape. It is a shape shifter itself and in connection with the watery realms, it's hard to say who who is who, where the boundaries end and begin. And Pisces has this desire to uh, really commit to a dream, to an ideal, to work towards the realization. This is the frequency of I imagine. This is the archetype of the artist, the mystic, the seeker, the channel, the muse, the psychic, the priest, the priestess. It is a very feminine yin sign, so very much diving into the depths of sensitivity, of the dream realm, of visions, feeling deeply compassionate, unconditionally loving, and also at times very, very introverted. The downfall of this energy is complete delusion, being the martyr or the addict, and Pisces' frequency and people with strong Pisces or Neptunian angles can really struggle with escapism, avoiding reality, deep grief that is projected onto others, deception, boundary issues, being very hermetic, and also a psychic sponge absorbing that which is not even theirs The ancient ruler of Pisces is Jupiter. However, in contemporary astrology, many people will also associate Neptune as the ruler of Pisces. And so both Jupiter and Pisces fit in this energy as does the 12th house itself, that liminal space. And Pisces really connects into the liminal realms. It is all about how we dive into the collective consciousness and activate our strong imagination and our magic. On March 1st, we have Venus completely clearing the retrograde shadow. So as we know, Venus was retrograde as of December 19th. And that retrograde took place in the sign of Capricorn all the way until the end of January. And as we enter in the month of March, Venus will fully clear that retrograde shadow. So the the journey of the retrograde dance where the front end of the shadow began around mid-November the story has now come to its conclusion, and we are ready to move on. And Venus and Mars are currently in Capricorn, moving into the signs of Aquarius. As I mentioned, Mars is currently in a square with Eris, and Mars is also conjunct Venus and Vesta and approaching Pluto in Capricorn. This is why we're we're really seeing so much conflict out there in the outer world, and there's a lot of potential for war and violence, uh, discord, conflict. Eris really wishes to bring to the surface that which is already there. She wishes to expose it, and her energy of exposure at times can be quite brutal. So how we participate is very important right now. Coming to our practices, staying grounded, being anchored, really calling forth that high heart, that Pisces frequency of great compassion is important in these times. The Pisces new moon greets us on March 2nd. Wednesday at 12 34 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And with this new moon, the sun and moon meet up at 12 degrees, six arc minutes, Pisces. They are also conjunct Jupiter at 14 degrees, 16 arc minutes, Pisces, and widely conjunct Neptune at 22 degrees, 27 arc minutes Pisces. And this Pisces new moon offers us a preview for the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. I really believe this new moon sets the tone. It opens the gates, so to speak, for this powerful conjunction that we're going to experience in April. And This conjunction between Jupiter and Neptune is exceptionally important because both Jupiter and Neptune are in their home signs of Pisces. On this new moon, uh, the moon really loves to be in Pisces, although it's quite, quite sensitive. When this chart is cast for Asheville, we have Mercury ruling the chart and Mercury is conjunct Saturn. Uh, They're both around 19 degrees Aquarius. This new moon is quite dreamy, and it is a time to really anchor in to our compassion, into our spiritual practices, into our prayer, into our ceremony, into our ritual. The months of March and April. And May as well have a very, very spiritual frequency to them. March and April are definitely more amplified. However, in May, we're going to have the lunar eclipse and we will just be coming off the heels of the solar eclipse. And it's in that beltana gateway. So there's going to be a liminal portal that we will be within from now through about the middle of May. And we want to use this portal really strategically. We want to be grounded and anchored and guided by our highest wisdom, by our highest counsels, by our highest selves. This energy with Jupiter and Neptune can very easily be hijacked by other frequencies. And as you're in your spiritual expansion, as you're finding yourself coming across new wisdom, ancient wisdom but perhaps new for you or you're exploring in your practices, I encourage you to stay very grounded in March and April and yet simultaneously trust with your heart, keep your heart open, go to your practices, go to your rituals, go to your prayers, whatever you are most fulfilled by this is the time to really anchor into that even deeper and to expand and to ride the energies. We have great, great power and capacity through our prayer, through our meditation. We can create miracles, especially when we align intentionally with our ancestors. And we're going to explore more of that in this episode. So if this is new speak to you, I want to encourage you to to stay with me here, to stay present and uh, know that there's going to be some solutions offered so that you can really thrive in March and April and amplify your energy in a strong way. There's a lot of genius potential with the Pisces new moon. I would encourage you with this new moon to look back to your intentions that you set with the Aquarius new moon. And hopefully, hopefully you followed the advice to vision not only for that Aquarius new moon, but for the, the year ahead at large and the distance years to come. And so with the Pisces new moon, because it's so dreamy and imaginative, I really encourage you to go back to the Aquarius new moon, look at what you wrote down, look at your intentions, and continue to seed those. Using the language, I'm easily and effortlessly finding myself. So the Sabian symbol for 13 degrees Pisces is an ancient sword used in many battles, is displayed in a museum. Through the effectual use of his will, a consecrated man can become a symbol of courage for all those who follow in his footsteps. And what the Sabian symbol is omitting is that willpower is the ultimate spiritual weapon. There's a great need to make use of the will in meeting the basic challenges of the inner life as well as outer adversaries. I feel this weave so beautifully with what I'm really encouraging you to do in the months of March and April, and that is deepen your practices. However, go to the ones that just light you up, that you're already drawn to. Trust that. Trust in that magic and allow yourself to be led. Allow yourself to expand and to explore. On that note, I want to say please be very, very careful of utilizing substances in the months of March and April. When I say substances, I am speaking of anything that you are ingesting in your body that can range from alcohol, tobacco, ayahuasca, uh, mushrooms. And when I speak of mushrooms, I'm speaking of the psychedelic ones, marijuana, I- anything, uh, even strong herbal medicines. Just Really understand that all of our bodies are going to be much more sensitive in the months of March and April. And as we're coming closer and closer to this conjunction between Jupiter and Neptune, we are in a place where it can be very easy to bring in distortions for the collective field and discernment can be a fleeting concept so we must stay grounded and substances especially alcohol marijuana although all of these can have medicinal effects they can also have shadow effects as well and when we have a massive astrological alignment like this happening the the consequences have a ramification for many years to come. So be conscious and be wise in who you're with and what you're imbibing in. The star sparks for 13 degrees Pisces is a woman imprisoned in a high tower. This is about the myth and the tale of being imprisoned, and it is an ancient one many of us know it as Rapunzel uh, or some other queen or highborn person being captured and being put up in a tower. And at the heart of this is the feeling that the deepest soul has been held in earth's captivity while the higher self has flown free. At the edge between these two we find that in life we live in the most paradoxical of states. Our body and soul are bound to the wheel of life and death in a tight and heavy fashion. We can feel how our roots are pinned down. Our place in this world is somehow under enchantment and not our own. And we are asked here to bring our spirit freedom to the service of our soul bondage. We are asked to sacrifice and remove our va- our fabled vast range so that the one in us who incarnates in the body can become transfused with the spirit of mercy and compassion. Surrendering is part of this process. So there's a theme with 13 degrees Pisces that is about the strength of the will as a great spiritual weapon, but also the need to surrender when it is necessary. And sometimes in our lives, when we are awaiting great transformation to occur, it is that moment when we let go, when we let go of all outcomes, we let go of a need to control, we let go of our worry, because our worry and our fear is quite often a manifestation of a desire to control. And this letting go allows it allows a higher frequency to take hold and to move the energy forward. 13 degrees Pisces also connects to the element, the metal iron. It is naturally found as an alloy of iron and nickel and promotes self-belief, self-assertion, and individuality. And many of you who have followed along with me over the years know of my love and I and passion for great-grandmother Hematite, who sits at the core, the crystalline core of Mother Earth. And Hematite is quite iron-rich. And this sense of iron nourishes our blood and our bones and the cells of our body. And this nourishment fills in our deficiencies. It fills in wherever there has been trauma or abuse in our lives, in our lineage, in our mother line, and our father line. And so this Pisces new moon at 13 degrees also is asking for us to anchor in to Mother Earth to believe in the nourishment and to believe in ourselves each one of us we are here as children of the earth herself she knows our names she knows our dreams and for you you personally to activate your relationship with the earth mother is a miraculous event in and of itself so i encourage you i truly do in the month of March, particularly around this new moon, go to the earth. No matter where you live, whether you're in a rural place or an urban space, there is a patch of earth awaiting you. And if you can, place your bare hands and your bare feet. Place your ear to the earth. Whisper to her. Tell her your prayers. Read her your new moon intentions. Tell her what you're calling in to your life pray, pray for peace, pray for prosperity for all of us on earth, pray for the children of the earth, the descendants of our lineages whom are calling upon us to take great action in these times. I think about this a lot in the sense of where we are in our over-culture as we're really seeing how capitalism and consumerism and I want to go back and edit out capitalism because as soon as you say that then you know some people fall away and they stop listening. Um, I want to say let's take out any sort of political agenda here and just speak to the resources the very resources of the earth and uh, how we're rapidly depleting them. What was available in my parents' generation was not available. It's not available to my generation. And what's available for my generation is absolutely not going to be available for my daughter's generation if we as a collective of humanity don't get this together. It's up to each one of us. I think many of us know that It's very likely we're going to see the ramifications of shortages and supply chain issues continue and increase. Each one of us, you know, we always have a choice. Are we going to hoard and just take care of ourselves or are we going to care for our communities and our children and set the example in that way? there's a fine line between the two because when we go into the deep psychological aspects and our own journeys here on earth, we're ultimately only responsible for ourselves and we can actually make the greatest alchemical changes in our lives when we really truly step into taking care of ourselves. However, we must always Be attuned to the collective, to our communities, how our individual actions have collective ramifications and consequences. We are living in a time where there's greater and greater transparency through our choices, and the ramifications come faster and harder than ever before. We are being required to become more sophisticated, to become more attuned, to become more present in our daily lives. One of the ways to access this is to slow down, to breathe longer, deeper breaths, to carve time each and every day for your personal practice, for daily practice, which for you might include a little bit of yoga, meditation. It could include walking barefoot on the earth or hiking in your nearby forest. It can include taking your hands and feet and placing them on the earth and praying to her and calling to her. It can include tending your ancestral altar. It can include praying to your god or goddess. It can include so many other techniques and tools as well. The point is, is I'm not telling you how to do your practice, but I hope that you are feeling inspired and encouraged to call upon your practices, especially in this month of March around this Pisces new moon as we come to the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. On Sunday, March 6th, both Mars and Venus shift from Capricorn into Aquarius. So Mars shifts first at 1.23 a.m. and then Venus follows at 1.30 a.m. and those are Eastern Standard Times. And as I spoke about in episode 45, Mars and Venus, Venus and Mars, they've been on this sacred hieroscamos journey for an infinite amount of time because they represent the divine feminine and divine masculine archetypes respectively. However, they've been on their very unique, unique journey that has been amplified since last summer. And now that they're coming into Aquarius on March 6th, this is going to be quite significant because they are coming to meet up with that first degree of Aquarius, where Jupiter and Saturn conjunct on December 21st of 2020. And that was the great conjunction that concluded the year of 2020. And that really opened us up into this new kind of cultural expansion, a cultural renaissance. Venus is directly related to that which we are cultivating the beauty way that we are living in our lives and mars is about our will and our instinct and our drive hopefully hopefully as we get to this venus mars movement into aquarius as they are coming out of the square with eris and aries Hopefully things will have calmed down and subsided between the Ukraine and Russia. And I wanna be clear as I'm speaking about Ukraine and Russia, I personally believe there's many powers at hand involved in that conflict. And it's much more than meets the eye as often is. We always wanna be praying and holding space for the people on the ground the people like you and me, because they are the ones who are currently being used, and we want to pray for their protection and for their own peace. As Mars and Venus move into Aquarius, they're moving out of that Capricorn Earth cardinal energy into this air Fixed energy that is all about how we are unique, how we are different, how we are eccentric, and the cosmic visionary. And therefore, Mars and Venus are looking to really bring activation to concepts and insights and genius solutions that have been birthed since the winter solstice of 2020. As we anchor deeper into our practices, we actually carve out creative time to receive these broadcasts of higher wisdom and solutions, thinking outside of the box. And so when we take the time to meditate, It allows us to be more creative and more solution focused in our lives. On Wednesday, March 9th, Mercury, the planet that represents our communication and how we learn and how we share intelligence and information, building a bridge between the conscious and the unconscious minds, moves from Aquarius, where Mercury is quite happy, into Pisces. So we're shifting our thinking from this more logical and theoretical vision to the liminal feeling space to our intuition, which is going to come through our communication. With Mercury in Pisces, we are going to want to express more creatively, to be more artistic, more universally minded, more cosmic, more nebulous, more dreamy, poetic, and limitless. On the following day, that Thursday, March 10th, we come to the first quarter moon, which is always this time of tension as we're we're really wanting to build our visions from the new moon, but there is this awareness of where the obstacles still are in our path and how Do we need to overcome them? On that day, we also have Vesta shifting into Aquarius. And so this is amplifying our desire to be devoted to our uniqueness, to really and truly breathe into those inspiring uh, potentials that perhaps we haven't even seen yet and again i want to emphasize all of these placements so support your the deepening of your practice so the astrology of march and april is absolutely encouraging you to take up the mantle of your prayer of your devotion of your service to bring out your rituals, to bring out all the tools, to expand and explore through sound, through community gatherings. As many of you know, I am Rama. I'm an artist, an astrologer, an alchemical mentor, a cosmic high priestess, an herbalist, a grid keeper, pilgrimage steward, sound healer, and a yogi. And as I've been studying the stars for over 25 years and have just completed my dissertation to receive a Master of Arts in Cultural Astronomy and Astrology, where I discussed the great conjunctions of 2020. So I'm very, very passionate in uh, astrology as a whole, but also in observing the cycles of these planetary waves Currently, I utilize Western Tropical Astrology Techniques, melding traditional, psychological, evolutionary, mundane, and intuitive methods. And I offer these in-depth podcast episodes as a form of service to each one of you. I see you all as a part of my community And I'm truly grateful that you're here. I love to hear from you, to hear how the podcast episodes land, what you love, what you want to experience more of in these episodes, um, what you wish that there was less of. It really, really helps to receive your feedback. So always feel free to drop me a note at support at earthseedtemplearts.com. You can also book a session with me for a high-caliber divination session. I offer astrology and tarot sessions. I also have some offerings on patreon.com backslash Ramatribe if you're interested in that mutual reciprocity. And I'm always offering different courses Stay tuned for the Earthseed Spring course that will be coming up very soon. And this is a nine-week live journey. I will be only offering it once this year for 2022, and so I'd love for you to join us. Please, please make sure you're receiving my weekly Venetian Love Notes as I have a complimentary gift coming for all of my subscribers, and if you are not receiving those, you can go to my website, earthseedtemplearts.com, and you can sign up there. I just want to share with you very briefly that there are some upcoming in-person events, and the first one is on March 1st, Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. here in West Asheville, that is the Pisces Dark Moon Women's Wisdom Council. I've been offering these women's circles for about eight years now in my temple space, and they're so beautiful, they're so deep, they're so potent. So please consider joining us. if you if you live a little bit further east, Of Asheville. Uh, Please know I'll be offering a workshop in Shelby, which is not too far from Charlotte. And that's going to be on the 12th of March. That's a Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. It'll be a workshop where we explore this Jupiter Neptune conjunction and we will dive into a yoga practice with meditation and sound healing. It's going to be super juicy. Then on the 25th of March, which is a Friday from 7 to 9 p.m., I'm offering a workshop at West Asheville Yoga called Multiplying Miracles. Again, we will dive into the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction and the potency around that. Space will be limited, so if you're interested, you can go ahead and sign up for that. Finally, I will be traveling down to St. Petersburg, So on Sunday, the 27th of March, from 2 to 6 p.m., I will be hosting a workshop at the Pillar of Light, which is my dear sister Ashley's beautiful space in St. Pete. I can't wait to come and join in community there. It's going to be a juicy dive with, again, I know you're going to be shocked to hear this, a deep exploration into the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. And we're going to dive into some kundalini yoga practices and meditations. There's going to be time to write and reflect. So I'm encouraging everyone to bring a journal. And we're going to culminate with a yoga nidra session, which is like deep restorative yoga sleep. It's going to be amazing. And I hope you can see the theme. There's a lot of teachings coming on this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, and that is because this alignment is extremely, extremely important. And so my vision, my goal is to share this wisdom with everyone who's interested so that we can all receive the upgrades the codes of the high heart and expansion and wisdom and intelligence that wish to come with this conjunction if you are enjoying this podcast please take a moment and rate it you can do this on spotify you can do it on itunes you can do it on other podcast apps so leave a rating hopefully you will offer the show five stars and if you're able to also write a review, it helps immensely to grow the show. And this is always important in the podcasting world because more and more people are podcasting. And so when we take these this time to devote in this way, the vision is that many people are able to receive it and they're only able to receive it when the rankings are higher. So you as the community are responsible for the ranking. That part is out of my hands. This is a collaboration. My job is to podcast for you, to provide the content, to take the time to record and research and edit and get it out to you. And hopefully if you love it, you take the time to rate it, you take the time to share this widely with your friends on your social media. It helps so very much. And I just, I can't do this without your support. So please, please offer that love by spreading the good word in whatever way feels sustainable and aligned for you. This brings us to the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, and we're just scratching the surface here, so we will continue to explore this in the next coming episodes. I want to take a moment to just explain we know Jupiter as the social teaching planet that offers the principle of improvement. This body is all about how the soul ascends beyond the material world, our search for meaning, truth, and ethical values— It is a planet that is very much aligned with spirituality. It expands everything it touches, teaching one how to grow beyond their limitations. So when we think of Jupiter, we can think of success, wealth, new concepts, creativity, growth, our health, our joy, all of that is expanding and they are true treasures in our lives. We do want to watch the shadow of Jupiter because there can be false hope. There can be over optimism. There can be a lack of discernment because Jupiter can just be so large and so jovial that you get swept into it. Jupiter traditionally rules both the signs of Sagittarius and Pisces and is here to govern the growth process, our preservation and also connects into the liver. And then we have Neptune, a transpersonal planet that is like a higher octave of Venus. So this is the love. It is an unconditional force of agape. Neptune is spiritual, mystical, religious love that travels into states of bliss Dissolves our ego, dissolves our boundaries, seeks ideals and perfection, which truly is never found in physical form. Neptune rules the dream state, the unconsciousness, wishes to merge, to dissolve, and to be symbiotic. And the shadow of Neptune can be codependency, addiction, fantasy, illusion, delusion, escapism, deception, denial avoidance of reality, and a complete sacrifice of the self. So we know as we're coming to this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, as they are in Pisces, we can already see the threading of the shadow energy where we can totally dissolve and lose our sense of self. We can lose our boundaries. And that is why we want to be so careful about what we're drawing into our body. That includes not just substances themselves, but the kinds of media we're taking in, the amount of technology we're taking in. We want to be very cautious. And this is why we want to anchor into our own practices. Now, Jupiter and Neptune are going to meet up on April 12th. That's a Tuesday at 10.42 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is going to happen at 23 degrees, 58 arc minutes Pisces. As we come to the Sabian symbol of 24 degrees Pisces, it is on a small island surrounded by the vast expanse of the sea. People are seen living in close interaction. This is the need to consciously accept one's own personal limitations in order to concentrate one's energy and to live a centered and fulfilled life. Every individual is a small island in the vast ocean of mankind. The ego fulfills a necessary function as it sets boundaries and creates a specific character to the consciousness. Within these boundaries, a complex interplay links and integrates the various aspects of the personal life so that one can operate constructively. In time, these ego boundaries may expand into the realms beyond the inner and the outer, between the individual and the community, the person and the multiverse. The Star Sparks for this is a spring festival. The participants are in a state of ecstatic frenzy. As we're plunged into the deepest layers of collective, ancestral, and personal remembering, everything is restored, all that seems to be gone. We dive deep to work inside, and we move into spaces that may be hard to understand on a conscious level often the wondrous chance to connect with the earth spirit is here and we miss it. However, if we choose to carry the stream within and to water it and tend to it in every way, as we're propelled into cycles and phases, we are able to really dream our visions awake into this world itself. As we commune with source Although it is an inward matter, we can bring it into the outer world. Between these two symbols, the sabian and the star sparks, there's very much a call to know thyself and to do that deep, deep, deep inner work. And to know as we're doing the inner work, it is rippling out through our ancestral line and through the collective reality. This 24 degrees Pisces connects with the crystal dolomite, which is very much connected to the sedimentary realm. It carries calcium and magnesium carbonate and promotes a belief in divine order in karmic balance. And so we're coming into a field of communal harmony, into group attention, into focus, And as each one of us devotes to our own personal work, then we have this ability to create positive outcomes in our lives. One of the things that I spoke about in the 2022 masterclass is how this is the year of the ancestors. Within the Dagra Cosmology, as given to us by Elder Maladoma Somme, many of whom you know as you've been avid listeners, that he is one of my mentors that I worked with. And he recently transitioned last December around the eclipse, December of 2021, into the ancestral realm itself. Now in Dagara cosmology, this is a fire year. This is the first element in the Dagara wheel, and fire is the mediator between this world and the other world, connecting the ultimate power with our primal nature, with our warmth. And we can connect to the ancestors literally through fire, through candlelight, through sacred fires, through tending and stoking the fire from within, for recognizing how the fire lives within us, and that through our bones and our blood, we very much connect to our ancestral wisdom. The ancestors are the bridge between this world and the other world. They are the open channel to the past, present, and future. Since 2020, we've been experiencing phenomenal astrology. In the year of 2020, we had a number of great conjunctions. And I'm going to speak more about this as we continue to go through our stars, stones, and stories journey. And I have spoken about it. We're living in truly, truly phenomenal times. But these conjunctions, it's when we have two planets or more, they merge, they become one. And when they merge, it's this pure, pure aspect. But even so, it can create a stress. In 2020, we had the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn, the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn, the Mars-Jupiter conjunction in Capricorn, and the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius. And we've been on this journey and the journey continues within 2022 as it is a year of miracles. It is very much tied to that ancestral realm. It is a year of the water tiger where we are being asked to take action. It is the year of the lovers as we activate our inner feminine in our inner masculine our duality within we can merge through unity consciousness as we create that sacred marriage of hieros gamos and with the year of the ancestors this fire year is the year of ultimate power to connect with our own primal nature therefore the jupiter neptune conjunction is supporting amplify expanding this year of miracles my prayer for you is that you may amplify the otherworldly support and your primal power to bless mother earth and all of her inhabitants all of humanity with your medicine may there be peace in the east may there be peace in the south may there be peace in the west may there be peace in the north may there be peace in the heart of mother earth May there be peace in the cosmos above. May there be peace throughout the entire cosmic creation. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Ashe, blessed be. Take a moment and come lie down. Make sure you're in a safe space where you can totally relax. All distractions are tucked away. Your body's immediate biological needs are cared for. And you can be completely present, closing your eyes. If you find you're not there, then pause there's a timestamp. You can come back here at another time. So gathering here in this moment, eyes are closed and you find yourself relaxing, coming to stillness, bringing your awareness. physical body bringing your awareness to your breath and just allowing the body to get nice and heavy feeling this wave of relaxation entering in through the soles of the feet wrapping up through the ankles into the backs and the fronts of the legs Going up into the pelvic bowl, coming into the base of the spine, moving up through all the internal organs, your sex organs, your digestive organs, to your lungs and your heart space, continuing to move up through the vertebrae, up into Heart and the lungs really focusing in the space this network of consciousness and moving up to the neck down the arms and out into the fingertips and coming back up through the throat and the neck to the back of the head and the front of the face Relaxing the jaw and the root of the tongue. Relaxing the ears, the inner ears. Relaxing your eyes. Relaxing your mind. Relaxing the top of your head and all of the hairs on your head. Just deeply, deeply relaxing here in this space. Knowing any thoughts, any worries. You can come back to these at another time. They will be there waiting for you. And so now consciously bringing your awareness to your grounding cord of light coming from the base of your spine and the palms of your hands, the soles of your feet going down, 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 deep down, all the way into the heart of the mother the heart of Terra Gaia, settling deep into the core of the earth, deep into great-grandmother hematite, this lineage stone that connects you to the seven generations who have come before and the seven generations yet to come. I'm just feeling the power and the nurturing arms of great-grandmother Hematite as she wraps all around you, filling the void, filling the lack of consciousness, filling up all of the spaces in places where you feel you are not enough, where you feel not nurtured or held in the ways that you need. Great-grandmother hematite fills those spaces up with her consciousness, with her grounding, with her anchoring, and you begin to find yourself on your hands and your knees crawling through a dark tunnel. You've just entered this womb-like portal through the earth and you're crawling down 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 deep into the heart of the mother to the space of great-grandmother hematite you feel her stones all around you underneath your knees and your hands and your feet and above you and around And you continue to crawl through this narrow passage, going deeper down into Mother Earth. And you journey. You continue to journey, not not being sure where you're going, where you're being led, but trusting in this space, trusting in this journey. And you find yourself moving one hand and the other knee and the other hand and the other knee, just back and forth. This cross forward motion that brings the left and the right hemispheres of the brain together in unity. And you continue to just move left and right and left and right and left and right. It's so dark, it's like you're moving with your eyes closed, yet they are open. Or maybe they're closed, maybe they're open. You do not know, and it doesn't matter. You just stay present, moving forward. And anytime the mind begins to go into a state of fear, you bring your awareness back to your breath. One knee forward, one hand forward, and the next. And so as you journey deeper into this cave, you begin to see some light flickering. This flickering is growing larger and you also feel a subtle warmth coming in and you find yourself coming to more and more open air eventually coming out into a space where you can stand and walk and you enter into this open air space within the cave and there's this large, gigantic roaring fire with so many colors orange and yellow and red and green and purple and blue however your eyes are drawn to the right corner and you see this hag woman this crone woman hunched over a smaller fire and rocks and this large cauldron with this bubbling brew, and she looks at you. She's bony. Her skin sort of sags from the bones. Yet she's powerful and she is ancient. And she beckons you over, and you come towards her. She welcomes you. She pulls out this large mug and begins to gather her brew into the mug. She looks at you and smiles and you feel this bulge in the pocket of your tunic and you reach your hand into the pocket and you realize you have a gift for her. You take a moment and you notice in your hand your gift and you bring it into the right hand and you offer it to her. She receives your gift and she gives you this brew and nudges you to go to the fire. And you come to sit at the fire and you begin to gaze up into the flames and you begin to sip. On your tonic, and it's so nourishing. You just feel this medicine go straight into your bones, and you gaze into the flames. And within the flames, you begin to see movement beyond the color and the light. You begin to see the movement of these beings, these people, and you realize that these people are your people. These people are your ancestors, and you see person after person after person appear in the flames. It goes on and on so rapid and fast, and they're all so frequently different, yet they're all you at the same time, and they show themselves through the dancing of the flames. And as they show themselves, you find these tears running down your cheeks, beginning to pool in front of you. So many tears of recognition and realization as you witness those who have come before you. You witness their talents and you witness their pain and their sorrow and you witness their dreams and their abilities, and you witness their joy, and their suffering, and their loves, and their losses, and you witness it, and you feel it as if it is yours, moving through every cell of your being, and you continue to just allow these tears to fall down the sides of your face, and they begin to pool more and more in front of your body, And you just continue to absorb all that is happening, the dancing, the movement, through the fire flickering, the drinking of the beverage, and all of the sensations, all of the ancestral memories and wisdom that begins to just electrically move through all of your very being here and now. And all of a sudden, you're guided again. You feel this bulge in your pocket, your right hand pocket of your tunic, and you reach down into the pocket and you pull out this small pad of paper and this pen. And you feel called to write, and you begin to write down all of your fears and all of your doubts, your anger. Your sadness, your losses, your grief. You write down all of the unfulfilled promises and you just allow yourself to pour your heart onto this paper. And as you do so, more tears roll down your cheeks and more pool in front of you. And from time to time, you look up into the flames, and they seem to be growing higher and taller, and more colors continue to come through, and more faces, and bodies, and movement. It's timeless. It's endless. And you just sit so present to all of this as you write, and you feel, and This continues until the pen runs out of ink and you offer the pen to the fire and you take the paper and you fold it and you dip the paper in this pool of tears and you offer it to the fire. And you begin to come to stand up and you begin to dance. And you dance and you move and you shake all of your self- all of yourselves, all of the cells of your body, you shake them out, you move rapidly in every which way. You dance like you've never danced before. And as you dance and you move, you begin to feel all around you these beings dancing and moving with you. You feel the electricity filling up all of the cells of who you are, the alchemical process of all of your ancestors gathering around you, dancing with and dancing through you. And you shake and you cry and you laugh and you scream. You let everything flow through all of who you are. The places that you've hidden in the corner, the parts of you you've suppressed, that which you thought was ugly or dirty or had shame or you resented, it comes up and out from these swamp lands of self and you allow them to express These muted parts of who you are, they are expressed, they are seen, they are witnessed, they are held. And you just find yourself shaking, 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 moving all of your body, shaking out the nervous system, shaking out all the trauma timelines, shaking out all of the trauma timelines and you come in front of the fire and you lie down you close your eyes and you begin to feel this presence and the hag has come next to you and she sits down and she takes her your head with her bony hands and places it in her lap and she begins to smooth your hair she begins to sing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as her voice fills you up you dissolve into this moment of complete surrender and acceptance this moment of compassion for all that is and you feel your nervous system it comes in this large shaking pulse it's like an earthquake moves through you and out and you find stillness and in that stillness you find deep restorative sleep you begin to bring your awareness back to your physical body Back to the room where you're resting. You begin to wiggle through the fingers and the toes, taking some nice, long, deep breaths. And You begin to rub together the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet. And you relax the legs back out long. You bring your right hand to your heart and your left hand on top of your right. And take a moment giving gratitude for all that is Giving gratitude for your ancestral lineage all who have come before you giving gratitude to Mother Earth and all of her being seen and unseen giving gratitude for great-grandmother hematite her powerful healing feeling the sense of purification and transformation and you continue to rest and gather yourself collecting yourself fully and when it feels right for you you'll be ready to come more back to this realm In the meantime, may you know that your ancestors are so proud of you. They know that you've chosen to come in some really challenging times. And they want you to know that they're really proud of you and that they're here for you. They're in those spaces between and betwixt, giving you inspiration and insights, giving you hugs, sharing wisdom, laughing alongside you, singing through you. May you always feel the backing of your ancestral might. May you always know that the creativity and resources that you need to accomplish your own unique mission here on earth are always right at your fingertips. May you always know that you have everything you need and that it is through this sacred devotional path that the magic of moving forward is made manifest. And so it is. Blessed be I'd like to share this prayer with you to close our circle. Prayer for stability. I stand today and for all times as a wise and loving adult in this world. I trust myself and I trust in the goodness in all hearts. I hold love and stability in this world and fashion my life accordingly. I honor and respect those who may be fearful and recognize that many are still young. I will live with my eyes, ears, and heart open. I will build the life I came to build. And so it is. Dive in with me at earthseedtemplearts.com and you can follow me on Instagram at earthseedtemplearts. Thank you so much for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we as individuals awaken to the reality that each one of us is a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth